So uh, we are going to be looking at the first chapter of John. So if you have a Bible there, um, you can turn to page eight, eight, six in the thicker Bibles. I'm not sure what page number it is in the thinner Bibles. So it's the first chapter of John. And I'm going to be starting with verse 35. But before I do, um, this is kind of a continuation of last, or it's inspired by last Sunday's um, sermon. So I've been meditating a lot in the book of John and the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Actually, it was more than 5,000 because it just said 5,000 men. So it's really 5,000 men plus, let's just say if their wives were there, that makes 10,000. And if they their kids were there, well, that could be, you know, over 20,000 maybe. So a lot of people were fed from only two fish and five loaves. And um, just some uh, kids, you know, sack dinner or something like that, um, which was a really cool story. But it, the story ended up in a way to me sad because um, Jesus, after he had done that miracle, the, the crowds tried to force him to be king. It said they actually like tried to like kidnap him basically to make him king, right? And so that made him really sad that, that that's kind of what the takeaway for them was that uh, they didn't really see that the message of the, of the feeding of, you know, of, of everyone getting food as being that Jesus provides and Jesus takes care of us, kind of like what a little bit, like what Lisa was saying, but that somehow they had to capture this miracle and make Jesus do whatever they wanted for him and to make him the king that they wanted to have, right? And as we know, in the Bible, wanting a king has been a, was always a problem because God wants to be our king. So um, that story ended with also the disciples kind of struggling in a way also because we know that Jesus had to actually kind of really strongly um, get them to go across the boat right after that. And because I think he was worried that they were going to be influenced by the crowds thinking that, oh, yeah, it'd be cool if Jesus are, you know, that Jesus could be king. And they were, they were maybe getting a little bit messed up in their heads, too. So they got sent to the other side of, of a stormy um, see and Jesus um, went out on a mountain. He saw them struggling out in the middle of the sea. He went to them, just kind of making the story short for those who didn't hear last week. He went out to them and then he calmed the sea. They got to the other side and the crowds were looking for Jesus because they wanted more bread. They thought this was cool. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could have, like, if you're hungry, wouldn't it be cool if you could just have bread or whatever food? Um, you like that would just show up every day and you wouldn't have to go get it so that's what they were looking for apparently I mean seriously I think they were because um over here in chapter two it says that um that Jesus all right hang on just a second find it no it wasn't chapter two it was chapter six and it says when they found him on the other side they're like where did you how'd you get here 
And then he says, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill of the bread. And then he said, do not work for the food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you. And then later on, he says, I'm the bread of life. And so that takeaway was for me, it just kind of stuck in my head. Um, work for the food that endures, that lasts, like the, the everlasting, long lasting kind of bread. What is that? What is long lasting bread? What does it mean to work for that? So I was kind of looking at the story, looking really carefully at the details and meditating on it. And I just thought, okay, well, how did this whole thing begin? And I realized that it kind of began with Jesus testing Philip. And he said, well, this huge crowd, they were getting hungry. They'd sat with him all day long. And, and he, Jesus was afraid they'd go away and, and faint as they're walking back to their house because it was a long way. So he said to Philip, hey, Philip, what should we do for this crowd that's hungry? And Philip's like, are you kidding? There's no way we can't. What can we do? Even if we bought, even if we had, you know, uh, this amount of money, like I think it was, how much was it? 200 days. days wages. That's right. 200 days wages. People couldn't even have a little bit. So Jesus was testing Philip. But then this really cool thing happens. And this is where my sermon today begins with Andrew. Andrew is an unknown guy. He's not mentioned much in the Bible at all, but he's become one of my most favorite um, characters. He's so interesting because what he says to Jesus is, is really kind of funny. And what Jesus does is astonishing. So Jesus, uh, so Philip says, oh, there's no way. And then Andrew pipes up and says, well, there is this little boy here who's got like a lunch, a sack lunch, you know, with two fish and five loaves. But, and the loaves are like these little tiny buns. Like, you know, you've seen these little dinner roll kind of things. But he says, but what is that with like, let's just say 24,000 people or something. And Jesus didn't say a word, but he just said, get everyone to sit down. And you can imagine just all these people are sitting down, right? And he is like, he's preparing for a meal where everyone sits down. So they sat down on the grass because that's where that's all that's the only place they could sit. And he ends up feeding them with these two small fish and the five little buns. And um, and it's amazing. Like, so how did Andrew what was in Andrew's mind? to say that and why did Jesus, Jesus just went with it like that was the little tiny lame thing that somebody who's not that well known um only like Andrew's brother you know Peter is so well known but Andrew's not known for that and I wonder why not because to me Jesus liked the idea and he went with it and that like started this this whole you know miracle that pointed to him as as being the bread of life as you know the manna the special miracle bread that came down from heaven he himself so i went back and i looked in first john which is where we're going to look right now and starting with verse 35 let's start reading here I mean, what did i say oh no i mean john one sorry about that i'm glad someone's awake back there thank you bob um so sorry if i'm kind of droning on but i 
kind of feel like we need a little bit of background. So why do I think Andrew's so cool? Because if you look back and starting with verse 35, you see that there is a certain kind of spiritual seeing. Well, there's a seeing in the natural, but it's deeper. Like there's a spiritual scene that's behind everything that happens. So that, that miracle of the bread and the fish and the loaves could happen. So here we have the beginning of, of John's story of how Jesus came into the world and people didn't really recognize him. Most people didn't. But it said, um, again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked um, at Jesus as he walked. And he said, there's the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. There he is. So he just pointed to the stranger and said, ah, the Lamb of God. Well, that's like a very kind of weird thing to say. Like if someone said that to you. Would you know what they're talking about back then? You might not have except for the fact that the disciples of John, like the people that were his students, were expecting, they were expecting the Messiah to show up and they were always looking out. They were ready. They, it's obvious that they were ready because it said that the two disciples heard John say that and they followed Jesus. Like there's no in-between. It's just, they heard John they must have believed him. John was his, their teacher. And it, it wasn't even Jesus talking. They just believed John. And it says they followed Jesus. They just followed him. And Jesus turned around. That, and he saw them following. And he said to them, what do you seek? Well, this is a question I think Jesus asks all of us. What do you seek? Well, what was it the people on the other side of the of the sea were seeking after the miracle of the bread jesus said well you're seeking bread you just want more bread you want more miracle bread so you don't have to work for that but you need to work for the things that last well i think this is where we're going with this because jesus asked the question what do you seek and they said to him rabbi which translated means teacher where are you staying and he said to them, come and you will see. And that kind of see is the word harao. And harao is not just seeing like, you know, with your eyes, but it's actually a spiritual seeing. So Jesus is saying, um, come and see in a deep way where I live or where I'm staying. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day where it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. So here comes Andrew on the scene. And Andrew is known as Peter's brother. How many of you are known as somebody's sister or somebody's brother, but not just for yourself? Has someone ever met you and said, oh, you're so-and-so's sister. Oh, you're so-and-so's aunt. Or you're so-and-so's mom. Or so-and-so's dad. But they don't call you, just they don't like you're some unremarkable person. They don't really notice you, but they know that you're related to somebody. So here's how the writer of John apparently was talking about Andrew. Oh, it's Simon Peter's brother. Oh yeah, Peter, the famous guy, his brother. Anyway, one of the people who heard John speak was Andrew. And um, he first, he found first his own brother, Peter, 
and said to him, we have found the Messiah. So Andrew goes to Peter, his brother, and said, we have found the Messiah. Imagine that. Andrew must have been, like I said, really keeping his eyes out, but his spiritual eyes out for the Messiah. And I think Jesus, that's what Jesus is hoping for us, that when he says, what do you seek? Like, are you seeking me because you're hoping to get things in your life just fixed? Or are you seeking me because you want a relationship? And Andrew, somehow he just, he just believed that they'd found the Messiah based on everything um, that had happened. And it says he brought him to Jesus. So he brought Peter to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, the brother of John, you shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. And, and then um, it goes on. And then there's, there's a whole lot more talked about where um, people, like one person tells another person, tells another person. And it's this whole chain of events where people are saying, come and see, come and see. And it's that spiritual, um, it's that spiritual word for see. And so I, I was just thinking a little bit more about Andrew. And it, it says that, um, well, Nathaniel, so later on in verse 49, it says, Nathaniel, so Nathaniel heard from somebody else that Jesus was, we found him, we found the guy. And Nathaniel says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Um, but there was, there was another disciple who said, this is the one of whom the scriptures pointed to. And that was, um, that was Philip. He said, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So all these guys, they must have known they had to know the scriptures because how would they know that this is who the scriptures were pointing to? They didn't even have the New Testament. They had basically Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They had that. So they had the law and they had the prophets and the Psalms. And that's how they knew it was Jesus. They were convinced just by John saying, oh, there's the Lamb of God. They're like, okay, we're, on. we're following him right now. And if you look in Matthew's gospel, you see that that's, um, there's an, that Matthew tells it a different way where Andrew's in that story and he just drops his net and follows Jesus. So how could they immediately do that? Well, I think knowing the scriptures is really important for us. And um, if you look at like, what could be, what could have been in Andrew's mind to make him even dare to bring up to Jesus that, that maybe we could do something with this little sack lunch of this little boy. We could actually take this little boy sack lunch. Like how mean would that be? take a little boy's sack lunch and do an experiment because I think that Jesus could maybe do something with this. Well, here, here's an example of knowing the scriptures. Can anybody think if you're Andrew, are there any scriptures that you can think of in the old Testament? If that's all you got that point to this, that point to any time when someone get a miracle like that, somebody provided there was food like miraculously made or anything like that would you have does anybody know of a story like that or did not or is this the first one maybe providing manna. providing manna yeah there we go so maybe he's thinking about hey jesus provided manna well i'm wondering that this is kind of a a little of uh, obscure not very well known story but if you look in second kings 4 42 
there's a story of Elisha who's performing all these different miracles, like crazy things that happen. And one of them was that there was a guy who was a worship, who was from this really like this worship, uh, Baal worshiping place, like idol worshiping place. And there's this guy who was bringing to the man of God. So Elisha, the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And Elisha said, give to the men that they may eat. But his servant said, how can I set this before a hundred men? Gosh, that sounds like such a familiar story when you think about, well, what are, you know, we got this, but with all these people, how, how are we going to make that work? But the servant said, how can, we, how can this happen? How can we set this before a hundred men? And so he repeated, give them to the men that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left. Huh, some left. That's exactly what happened in the story of Jesus multiplying the loaves. But you see, people couldn't know that unless they were preparing themselves and studying the scriptures. And once, and that is what I think allowed them to see spiritually well not just that the help but then also i think maybe the holy spirit helped them see spiritually and make the connections between the, the scriptures that they studied and this person jesus and jesus does that for us too he helps us when we read the bible but we actually have to read open it up or we can't know it if we if we study the scriptures the holy spirit will jump all over that and will make will connect the dots so that when jesus shows up in a situation like where we think there's no hope, where we, we have a need, but we, we don't really believe that God can do anything like most of the disciples around Jesus, except Andrew. Well, God will actually, um, um, you know, cause a miracle to happen, even if it doesn't like seem like the loaves. It could be a different miracle. It could be the miracle of of bringing reconciliation between, a, you know, a husband and wife who don't feel like they can, ever make their marriage work because they're so different right or it can be between you know children and a family brothers and sisters who never thought they could get along or it could be you know parents and and kids like you feel like there's no way this kid is ever going to love me because of this thing that happened or whatever but god says just bring the little thing that you have maybe it's your humility maybe it's Whatever it is, you know, and if we know the scripture, we know the promises that are that come before even Jesus uh, came to the earth. We can make that connection. So um, I just want to encourage you all to to be like to 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 think about Andrew. And Andrew wasn't even somebody who's that well remembered. I mean, he doesn't really even appear in any of the gospels with that story about the bread and the the fish you know only only john tells that story so he must not have really been people didn't really think he was that great of a guy the only way they really refer to him is oh yeah andrew peter the famous guy peter's brother and they keep it keeps saying that everywhere like i was noticing oh yeah andrew you know peter's brother well peter was the the person that andrew brought to jesus andrew went and got his brother and then peter went and got someone else and then you know, and then Jesus called Philip and Philip called Nathaniel. And that's how it happened. So, um, yeah. So the Nathaniel said, knowing the scripture helps us identify who Jesus is in our daily life. 
Yeah, it helps us identify because if we don't have that tool, it's like then God can't really use that tool. And the scriptures are important. Also, the Holy Spirit is important. You know, we need to pray like like if we're in a time of difficulty, we don't know what to do. We can like like Lisa said, we can ask we can ask for God's help. But it's good to know that, um, you know, how God has worked in the past so that we can bring this good news to other people because that's what happened in this situation with Andrew he started gathering a whole bunch of people and to follow Jesus you know he was the he was the first person to identify Jesus as the Messiah he said you're the Messiah just like that I don't even know how it must have been the spiritual seeing that he had this talked about he's had a spirit spiritual seeing and throughout John you'll see that so I encourage you to read um, you know, read the book of John, but at least the first chapter, because that will get you excited about what I'm talking about here. So let's pray. Um, hope I didn't bog you with too many details. So Jesus, I thank you that we don't have to be well-known like Peter or any other so-called hero in the Bible. We can be like Andrew, who is just an ordinary person. And because because we're looking for you with spiritual eyes, we can find you. And I just pray that you would show us and you would give us courage, just like Andrew's name means courageous, that you would give us courage to, to not self-doubt, to not doubt ourselves when we think of something that maybe even the Holy Spirit drops into our heart, that we can really value that little something that came in our heart and, and we can um, step out in faith and and follow you with it so we just pray for may, maybe god is showing you something little right now that that you have it's the littlest thing that god is going to miraculously uh, bless so that other people can be blessed too so let's pray about that god i just pray that you would show us if there's something that seems lame to us that we have access to maybe it's not even doesn't even belong to us like this little lunch didn't really belong to Andrew did it but somehow it was available something that might seem really really weak that you're showing us that that you want to bless and you want us to experiment with to see that you are messiah so we just pray that you'd show us that And we also pray that you would help us to be courageous like Andrew to speak out the truth about who you are and to draw other people in um, to you, Jesus, to, to be like missionaries like, like Andrew was and, and to be able to be able to follow you wherever you wherever you're calling us. And um, pray that you would open the scriptures to us like you did with the disciples on the road to Emmaus so that we can understand them more when we're reading them and that you would give us a hunger and a thirst for your word. Just pray this in Jesus' name, in your name, Jesus, amen.